This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 18, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New for this year, 2017 opening day rosters, historic Negro League integration, run the ultimate what-if scenarios, tournaments, fall leagues, a redesigned injury system, an improved 3D game, real-time presentation, and game highlights, improved player morale, and team chemistry, and so much more. Out of the Park Baseball 18 has the full sleeper in the bust stamp of approval. We all play it and have for years. Even better, if you buy now through the Sleeper in the Bust podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, and just enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout to not only get a discount, but also help support the Sleeper in the Bust, indie sports video game development, and all the people who work to bring you the great game of Out of the Park Baseball 18. Once again, just go to ootpdevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER18 at checkout for a special discount and to support our show. Guys, I, I'm obsessed with this game. It is so much fun. Um, I played a lot of OTP17. You guys have heard me talk about my Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash peacefor24. I was streaming my 17 franchise over there. I, I, I did a fantasy draft in 1995. I was able to get Ken Griffey Jr., and Pedro Martinez. I don't know what the computer was thinking there, uh, letting letting both of those guys get there. I took Pedro with my first pick, and then and then got Ken Griffey Jr. I haven't started my new eighteen one for um, for streams yet, but I'm going to. And I'm actually just gonna gonna start over. I, I I won the World Series that first year with the with the seventeen team, but I'm gonna start a new one. We'll do the draft at some point soon, so stay tuned for that. But out of the park is is just so much fun. You've heard me talk about. Uh, other baseball video games I like, they're, they're two different experiences. This is the sim, in-depth, management sort of deal, and then the other game is, is playing. So um, I absolutely love this game. One last time, ootpdevelopments.com. Sleeper18 is, is your discount code. Uh, that lets them know that we, that we sent you there, and they give you a little bit of uh, a little bit off the top as well. If you do play the game, let me know. Let me know what you're doing with it. Let me know what, uh, what team you're going with, whether you're starting historically or going from now. Uh, if you do the fantasy draft, hit me up on Twitter, at Spora. I love kind of seeing how people go because it, it doesn't just play out 100% to, to history. Things can change and you can have guys you know you can have a failed prospect that actually pans out for you so i I love seeing that stuff definitely hit me up there um and 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 thanks for supporting the show by by going to ootpdevelopments.com Welcome to episode 451 of The Sleeper in the Bust. It's Saturday, April 29th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how's it going? Dude, um, happy anniversary. Five years. Happy anniversary to you as well. Started with the Towers of Power Fantasy Hour. Thank you, Facebook, for reminding me of this. I got like on this day, and it, said, and it showed the length of the first podcast we ever recorded. Love it. I love it. And, and I was like, evolved. wow, it's been five years been five years and they evolved into into what we do today which is um you know now the saturday episode here at fan graphs the pickup episode i think it's been pretty popular i think people are enjoying it so 
I'm really, I'm really pleased. Uh, we're putting a lot of work into it. I hope it so. And... We're giving up chunks of our Saturday afternoons. I hope well, people and, are enjoying you know, it. <laughs> trying to put, trying to put people in the good position uh, to get players. Now, I'm going to rant a little bit here. Semi rant. Semi rant. When you pick up one of these pickups, or one of these guys that we recommend, and they don't work, save your message, man. Save your message. We don't need it. We know yeah. that they're they're high risk, okay? They're available for a reason. And yes, I'm talking to you, the guy who like said, "Oh, thanks for the Chad Cool recommendation." Hey, you're welcome. You're you're absolutely welcome. Okay? How was I supposed? To? I knew that. I knew that's what it was going to be. Yeah. And here's the thing: we. we we take our own recommendations. So there's probably a league between us where we picked them up. Oh, have you heard of a league called Labor Mixed? We picked them up there. Okay? We took, I have them in two leagues. I have them in a home league, too. Left them on my so I just uh, I don't want to hear your bull crap. I'm like, oh, thank you for the pick. And the stupid way okay. Miley picked didn't work out. Uh, yeah. Because they got so, rained out, so he may not even get two starts this week. And he did, oh, that happened like a he, lot. Not like he looked, pe- yeah. Not like he looked terrible against Tampa Bay. He didn't get the win, but he had a pretty. I mean, he he got eight strikeouts. He continues to get strikeouts. Um, That's been the big thing too. In That's spite why of in spite of himself, he continues to get strikeouts. I, I wrote about it at, at Rotowire this week, um, looking at he and Jason Vargas between the two of them. If there, you think of two guys similar, you know, barely break ninety. We know what they can do, but Vargas, you look at all of his other supporting skills, and it's getting it done. The the, the, the rug's going to come out from underneath Wade Miley at any time now. And yeah. when it does, it's it's going to be ugly. If you ask me which one sustains, it's going to be Vargas of the two. But I, 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 think, I told Miley last week because of the matchup against the, against the lefty and how the race – I mean, look at the lineup they have in there today with Francisco Loriano on the mound. Yeah, they've got Daniel Robertson, Peter Borzos, Ricky Weeks. I mean, these are the guys that are in that lineup against lefties. This is why you try to, to stream your lefties against Tampa Bay because it, it Dickerson has trouble with them, Kiermaier has trouble with them, Logan Morrison doesn't even play uh, against them, and it takes out two of their you know, it neutralizes um, their second best hitter. I mean, Steven Susan Jr. is clearly their best hitter these days, but it neutralizes Dickerson, who's right there on the heels. I mean, Dickerson's just crushing it this year. Yeah, and I, I remember when we recommended Miley, we were saying definitely short-term. Most of them are short-term, but we were clear. I picked him up in NFBC. Short-term. He's in my lineup this week. So, again, if we recommend something, it's not because we're trying to sabotage your team. It is exactly. because it's, it's the stuff we're looking at. And I, I, I want him in fab. I, pay, I put 21 bucks on him. Somebody paid 17 Maybe a, a listener to the show paid 17 And I went ahead and grabbed him, and uh, he's in there. So yeah, so you know we we don't like when they go south, so j- j- just save your messages. And and you know what? On the other end, you don't have to thank us either. I'm not saying that just give thanks. I'm just saying like I I don't I don't need that uh, that that just was annoying to me because these are high risk all the time. They're all even the ones where like this one's my favorite. This is my number one for the for the week. It's still very high risk. Okay, so end rant, no problem. Let's jump in to the, uh, we got one bit of news. Then we're gonna get. Two start arms, a uh, couple one start guys. Talking about some very interesting guys who could be cut now. These are all names that uh, were, were very much picked across all leagues that are struggling, and it's time to decide. Hey, do I cut these guys in my shallower leagues? Some interesting hitters who are available this week. Uh, so plenty to talk about. Let's start with Adam Eaton's 
uh, knee strain, though. It's going to send him to the DL. And, man, the, the rest of the league is, is, you know, they don't want to be jerks about being happy that somebody's hurt. But take a little juice out of that lineup, and, and it's got to it's gotta please the rest of the league. That Washington offense has just been absolutely on fire. And he's been a major catalyst. Adam Eaton has 293, or excuse me, 297, 393, 462 triple slash line with a couple homers, three stolen bases. I know he was a big uh, target of yours. We both really liked him. We were actually looking to get him in labor mix. We got snaked on that. Um, frankly, I'm surprised we didn't get him because we have every other injured guy in baseball. So you would think <laughs> that we would have got like it, it's it's kind of crazy. I think Steve Gardner might go retroactively put him on our team just because he got hurt. Uh, this is a bummer. What do you think of Adam Eaton getting hurt? And then I'll I'll, I'll throw you a few names of, of potential replacements. Yeah, I ended up with zero zero shares of Adam Eaton except for mock drafts. That's the only place I ended up getting any bit of them or in mocks and all the real ones. Uh, he was gone, and, and I was trying to be aggressive. So you look mm-hmm. at. Two of the outfielders that I recommended more uh, than anybody, anyone else in outfielders. I'm not saying that other people weren't as high, but Hanniger and Eaton were two guys that I could not shut up about this offseason. Yeah, they were your favorite, not necessarily (laughs) more than what other people recommended, but they were among your chief guys to get. At least you got hella Hanniger's, but uh, of course now he's hurt. Yeah, now he's hurt, and that that's that's tough. Um, but so it, it's tough for my favorite thing. But I, hopefully, it's just a couple of weeks with him, and it's not something that's going to run uh, too long. Uh, if we look at Trey Turner, since he came back from his own leg injury, sure he's not running, but it's tough to steal third base and home because he's hitting say, doubles and triples. Uh, so home, I'm not home concerned. Do you want stolen? I'm not concerned. I think the issue here is if uh, you know if if he's out, maybe it's just the ten days uh, and. Uh, so if he's not going to run as much, because that was one of the reasons why I liked him a lot, because yes. he gets on base, he's going to score a lot of runs, and he's with a manager who likes to run. Uh, so if this is something that lingers, that's going to cut into uh, some of the stolen bases, which may hurt the runs a little bit. But I think, if anything, what we're learning here quickly, I'm sure you guys have talked about it already, is just how uh, quickly teams are to go to the disabled list. And I really feel Definitely. bad. I feel bad for those leagues that don't have a disabled list or have a limited spot or that didn't disabled expand. list. Yeah, and, and here's something I've been saying, and I never say this. Never say this because I don't like changing rules in season. I think you need to consider a change in season. Yep. And this is one you, you need to, to adjust, man. This is tough. <laughs> you might want to push it a little bit further out. Let's say if you're going to consider doing it, maybe start mid-May so you're not – inherently giving an advantage to somebody right now and then they can say oh well john has nine dl guys and that's just going to help him the most if you if you put it out it, it could still help one person more than everybody else if you if you say on may uh 13th that's the that that's the saturday uh 13th 14th that that weekend if you say that weekend we're expanding to five dl spots or whatever Again, it could still help somebody, but if you do it right now, uh, I just think it would it might create some tension. Give it a couple weeks. Let everyone be prepared. They can make some decisions that they might not have made otherwise. It's tough to change rules in season, but I really think you should, especially those leagues that have one or zero, because it's just you're gonna have to cut so many guys that are that are good, and then it just becomes about luck. You know, like even more so, and, and put, believe me, there's plenty of luck in fantasy sports. Even fantasy baseball, with our six month grind, we we like to say that you know there's there's less luck, and there is, but there's still plenty of it. 
if you don't if you don't have a lot of DL spots, I really think you got to consider a change. One of my leagues is changing. Um, I think we're starting it next week. We're adding two more uh, to it because it's just a mixed league where you're cutting damn good players because you're running out of spots. Yeah, it really is. And anytime these guys need an extra day of rest, I mean, I know Tampa Bay has 11 guys on the disabled list right now. On the 40-man roster, 11 guys. Some of them already started the year. They're like uh, Nady Evaldi and stuff. But still, there's a number of guys uh, out of their regular lineup. You're missing uh, uh, Rasmus and Duffy are still on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's um, every it's crazy. team is going to it quickly. You're, you're right about that. Uh, with regards to yeah, Adam Eaton, the in-house replacement is Michael Taylor. I'm not sure I'm looking at him even in NL only. I would want to maybe look elsewhere because he just hasn't gotten it done. I mean, he's, he's done nothing so far in 23 plate appearances. I'm not so much judging on that. But even for his career, you're looking at Michael Taylor with a 224, 277, 356. This guy who has Does talent. Does Defoe get some playing time off this? I, I was going to say Defoe could actually uh, get a few looks here. I don't know that he's any different necessarily than than uh, than Taylor, except that he's an infielder, and so maybe you can maneuver him around that way. I really think you want to look outwardly uh, to some guys that that might be available. I'm going to throw you a few of our outfielder names that that could be available in, in mixed leagues for sure, and let me know which one you like best. I'm going to focus on the guys with a little little speed as well. So like Kevin Pillar. How interested would you be in, in Kevin Pillar if you're replacing Adam Eaton in very, mixed leagues? Very. He's hitting at the top of the lineup. He's hitting very well of late. I, I've seen a number of his uh, a number of his at bats right now, and he's hitting the ball extremely well. And when you can replace a leadoff hitter for a leadoff hitter, that's what you're looking to do. That's and the Toronto thing. Toronto's lineup is obviously having its issues. But it's like he can move it around, and and give me that. That's volume. a really a really nice repl- short term replacement. Yeah, give me give me that volume for sure. Um, deeper league, maybe fifteen team mixed. You know, you're like, oh, I don't know what to do, or even more. So I know some of you folks playing like eighteen team mixes. Uh, he's not a full time player, but what about Aaron Hicks? You know, I picked up Aaron Hicks in uh, in NFBC because we have a bench. It's so a twelve team mixed. I picked up Aaron Hicks because. I, I liked what I've saw when I've some of the games that I've seen of him. Uh, it's just right now it's just a matter of playing time because That's the, the guys that are going to get hurt haven't gotten hurt yet. Exactly. Ellsbury's hitting clean up and doing well. Brett Gardner's got two bombs in his first two at bats today, yep. uh, and Matt Holiday's hitting well. So where you know, and he's been hitting DH, but overall they're uh, and obviously Judge is not coming out of the lineup anytime soon. No. So it's just a matter of where is he going to play. So. That's why I'm not crazy to recommend him as a like you could pick him up to put him on your bench and wait for the injuries to come from the guys that get hurt. But if you're looking to somebody to plug in your lineup to get stats for while Eaton's out, that, that can't be Hicks. Yeah, they they're giving him some starts. They're trying to work him in there, but there's just not a whole lot. Um, if you're in an NO only, uh, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> I'm looking right now. I can't even find. So I looked in my NO only, which is. Uh, are we 11 teams? I think we're 11 teams. Hang on. Pulling it up. Um, yeah, we're 11 teams. And I just looked at the roster trends on CBS for like most added. And I just sorted by outfield. And all the guys are single-digit percentage. Somebody named Alan Cordova. Not Cordova. Cordova. Um, Juan Soto, 
fake player for Washington. Made up. That's definitely not a real player. Uh, Alex Jackson, is he up? Former prospect. Um, no. Move, move to catcher. I don't see anything about him being up. So these these recommendations. See, now I want to check. Terrible. Now I want to check my league and see what see what's available in my twelve team and also if your if your eleven team is that bad, let me see what's available in my twelve team. Um, it, it can't be pretty. No, and I'm, I'm while you're doing that, I'm pulling up uh, the free agents too. That was just like the most added. The free agents that are going to be available. The best one for sure in my league right now, John Jay. If you can find like a John Jay, maybe an Albert Almora, that's going to be. Probably your best bet here. Maybe a Nick Franklin. Uh, it, it's not good. You're in trouble if you lost Adam Eaton. Yeah, I mean, it's so bad in my home league. I've still got Logan Forsythe in my active lineup because I have no choice. Because there's nothing. There's better. nobody to pick up. Alexi <laughs> uh, Amarista in Colorado just just because maybe you can get lucky on a few games started at Colorado. Yeah, that Alexi Amarista, Drew Stubbs, Michael Taylor, Chris Heisey. Um, these are all these are the names that are showing up. I can't so, I don't even I can't even tell you if they're in the major leagues right now. You're gonna have to take Taylor in NL only. Um, Scott I mean, Van Slyke's available in my league. Yeah, it's for good reason. It's bad. It's bad in in NL only. Um, there's gonna be some more outfielders that we are gonna talk about for mixed leagues, but uh, I just wanted to focus. Well, one other one for mixed league, and then I'll ask you to pick between Pilar and this guy. Gerard Dyson's pretty widely available. Uh, in ESPN, he's only at 23% right now, so that means he's available in all sorts of leagues. You're just maybe trying to get some stolen bases for the time that Adam Eaton is out. He does have eight stolen bases despite just a 235 average. Um, would, you, would you go for Dyson or Pilar? Pilar. Just because it's a little uh, or it's a much better game, even though the, the speed is less? It's just much better to me. He's got the extra base hits. He's even had a home run this week. Um, yeah, he's got know, four total this year. Ball is flying off his bat right now. Okay. Yeah, I, he, I'm, with, like, I'm he with and you. He and Gurriel, uh, you know, those are two guys that have really, really impressed me of late um, on the AL side of things. I mean, obviously, Turner's insane week on the NL side, but Gurriel, after that first week where he was hitting 100, everybody's like, eh, where's Tyler White? Where's um, what's his face? the other guy? Yeah, yeah, AJ, AJ Reed. Where's those guys? Um, yeah, Gurriel's well, yeah, like coming for sure. <laughs> he, I mean, he's, he's been on right fire. Now. And I got some interesting names talking about maybe cutting for a Gurriel in mixed leagues because he is still available in mixed leagues. But uh, yeah, sorry to those that lost Adam Eaton in an NL only. You're you're in, you're up a creek there. Um, but mixed leagues, you should be able to find something to pass if you are really going just for speed you're like i just i just need the speed only i could see dyson but if you just want best player available most likely to kind of emulate eaton i think polar is a really good pickup all right let's talk uh let's talk two star guys as always we're going to do our, our three sections here the shallow the deep the super deep shallow is uh they're, they're kind of 65 or 60 percent or over oh Freaking Jose Abreu going yard off of Fulmer. Uh, 60% or more at CBS, and they cater to deeper leagues, but they're they're pretty widely available at Yahoo and ESPN. The deep league, you're looking at kind of like 30 to 50, 55% at CBS, and then very available at ESPN and Yahoo. And then the super deep, they're widely available everywhere. Uh, every, every league format, um, not every league will have them available, but every major site has wide availability on these guys. Now, there's only three on the shallow, so I guess we can say something about all three, and then you can just let me know your favorite. We got Matt Shoemaker at Seattle and Houston. We got Robert Giselman at Atlanta and my uh, home to Miami. 
By the way, that was at Seattle and home to Houston from Shoemaker. Pardon me on that. Alex Cobb at Miami, home to Toronto. I guess rank them first, the order that you like those three. Um, I, the, the order that you have it listed, and I know that's great for a podcast, but I, Shoemaker, I, Giselleman, I continue to like Shoemaker, uh, Giselleman. Uh, I have not seen it uh, myself, but last time I heard the velocity was down in his last start. One of my Mets like friends crap. was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, this this wasn't good. And having watched Alex Cobb, I, I'm still not, I still can't recommend him on your on your mixed league team. The problem with Cobb, both. the changeup is not there. You can go to mm-hmm. theprocessreport.net and you can see what I've written about him. Um, one of the other guys uh, on the blog, Carl Gonzalez, a new guy we've added, he's written about him. Something's coming Carlos up. Carlos Gonzalez, uh, we go live tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, in his spare time. In his spare time, he's writing for us. Uh, but you, the changeup's not there. It, it, right now, there's no fade to it. And it's, it's simply a, a, a separation of velocity is what's trying to make the pitch effective. Now, the crazy thing is his curveball looks really good. And he's got some nice bite to it. And he's using that as his off-speed pitch right now because the changeup, if he misses, it gets hit hard. And it, it's, he's really, he doesn't have the swing and miss in, in his game, and that's what's causing problems. I cannot recommend Alex Cobb in a 12-team mixed, in a 15-team mixed, barely. But I don't um, – if you're going to use him, this is the type of week to use him in a 15-team mix with a, a Miami and Toronto because that Toronto lineup um, is struggling. It's got They're three guys that are hitting go, right now. And you get to go to Miami, which is nice. Yeah. So this may be a week to keep them, uh, keep them around. Um, but Shoemaker's clear number one here for me. Yeah, I actually I don't really think I have anything to to add there. Um, I, I think I've got the same rank. You and Eno have have scared me off of Cobb, somebody I've been a huge fan of sufficiently. I mean, he scared me sufficiently off of that. I've been hearing it from both of you guys now for quite a while about just stay off because of the uh, the change up. Shoemaker, I think, is going to be all right. In fact, he's not even that widely available. I just wanted to include a third. You're going to have some leagues. Some of you guys in ESPN and Yahoo are going to have some Shoemaker out there. Definitely get him because he really shouldn't be available at 60% Yahoo, 64% ESPN. I know a lot of you guys play in sharper leagues. That's why you listen to the show because you, you, you're, you're a cut above uh, fantasy fan. And so... He's not going to be that widely available, but if he has get Shoemaker for sure, then you're really looking at Giselleman versus Cobb, and I know that I heard Giselleman didn't look great last time out, but it's still better than what I'm hearing from Cobb, so I think you got to go with Giselleman. Let's go into the deep picks. There's more, a lot more to choose from here, so we'll have the uh, the standard pick your two favorites, and then we'll talk about a few others. we got Trevor Bauer at Detroit and at KC. Daniel Norris, Cleveland, home to Cleveland at Oakland. Tyler Glass now at Cincy, home to Milwaukee. Tyler Chatwood at San Diego, home to Arizona. Wei Yin Chen, home to Tampa Bay at the Mets. Hector Santiago, home for two against Oakland and Boston. Willie Peralta, away for two at St. Louis and at Pittsburgh. Brett Anderson, home for two, Philly and the Yankees. And then Zach Davies on the road for two himself. Same as Peralta at St. Louis at Pittsburgh. Give me your two faves. Whose team can I ruin this week? Uh, yes. Let's see. Yes. No, honestly, I like Chen and Peralta uh, for okay. the matchups. I I, I, I want to run away from Bauer, even though the strikeouts may be there. The ratio is a bit. I mean, I, this is a guy I that I own, so I, he's doing the damage. He's doing the damage to me uh, as well. But that's where I'm leading with those two guys. So when I'm looking at matchups, those are the two that jump off the page to me. Um, let me give away some. Let me from give that, some rates. Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson would be my third. 
Yeah, because we, we talked about him last time. He got pushed off of his two-start. That's why he's a two-start again this week. Uh, let me give you some rates on the guys that you've recommended. Wei Yin Chen, 39% CBS, 17% Yahoo, 13% ESPN. Willie Peralta, 33%, 21%, 19%. And then Brett Anderson, 30% CBS and 7 and 5% at Yahoo and ESPN. So he's very available. Home for two, Philly, New York. Uh, you know, got to be careful of Aaron Judge and, and, and some of those Yankee sluggers right now. But if he keeps, if he can keep the ball in the yard against the Yankees, he could get two wins, though, because that support of, of his offense, of the Cubs' offense there. Philly is not going to present quite a, such a challenge for Brett Anderson. So that could be the really good one. And then you're looking at, okay, just survive against the Yankees. Go six innings, four runs, and then the, the Yankees or then the, the Cubs back you with uh, six, seven runs of offense. That could be huge uh, to give him a big week. I'm going to add in Hector Santiago. He's been pitching brilliantly this year. Um, the skills aren't over the top. In fact, the strikeout rate's a little down from his normal 20%. He's at 19%, so just a tick. But the walk rate's really down, 6.5%. That's a new – that'd be a career best right now. Um, he did have a 5.6% for five and a third innings back in 2011. I don't really count that because it was uh, five and a third innings. He's a fly ball guy, but it's, it's he's been kind of turning it into weaker fly ball contact this year. And, and some, some decent pop-ups because the home runs are actually down. Now, part of that is is a 5% homer to fly ball ratio, which is likely to go up for Hector Santiago. So I'm not sure I'm, like, super excited about him long-term. But he is pitching well right now. And what, he gets Oakland and Boston. The Boston one is scary, but the Oakland one could be so good that it could almost be that Brett Anderson situation where you're like, just survive against Boston because you did so well against Oakland. So I like Hector Santiago in there as well. Um, I continue to keep an eye on Norris. He's just not a finished product, clearly. And so he's still he's still kind of figuring things out on the job. Surviving his fastball command. It's, I, I watched his last – I watched his start – was it – maybe it was the start against Tampa Bay. But the fastball command was just not there. But, man, yep. he was just pitching off the slider and just – eating guys lunch he got hurt early with the fastball and then he went to like you know screw it i'm just gonna throw a lot of sliders and once he did completely changed the way that game was working for him the crazy thing is he started off with two nice starts against boston and at cleveland then goes to tampa bay and home to seattle and 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 can't finish five in either of them so the volatility of daniel norris is infuriating the skills aren't great right now but you can see it when you watch him you can see the talent there and so, I, you know, I worry a little bit about home to Cleveland, but I like going out to Oakland. So I definitely am interested in him. Who are you eliminating from this where you're like, I'm not even considering? Who am I considering? Who am I not considering? Well, Just I can't see. There it goes. The list was not coming up. Flat eliminating for me. Um, Glasno. Yes, flat eliminating. That's exactly who I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just so not interested in him. Well, those are two format. scary lineups. Cincinnati, I exactly. mean, they, they can't pitch, but they're hitting, and you know, Milwaukee's doing enough damage. So those are those are matchups I don't want a piece of. Milwaukee is a is a full of void for me right now with with my middling and worse pitchers. Obviously, your studs you start all the time, but uh, Milwaukee is someone you got to be careful with. That's a, that's kind of why I like the Peralta recommendation too. He can get nice support. Um, Zach Davies has been really really bad. And I know I think we talked about cutting him last week, and I, I, I can get behind it. Here's the thing, right? You got a 657 ERA, but he's 
but his skills are almost exactly the same. Well, excuse me, never mind. No, they're not. No, they're not. The strikeout rate is almost exactly the same. The walk rate has gone from five, six uh, percent to nine percent. So that's a jump. And there is a corresponding first pitch strike rate drop, which is usually a decent indicator of walks. Guys are chasing less out of the zone. It kind of looks like similar to what happened to uh, Dallas Keuchel when he was struggling, was that the teams were making him come back in the zone, and Zach Davies doesn't have overpowering stuff, so he's getting beat. And um, that's uh, that's worrisome for me right now. I'm, I think I'm still avoiding him, not as aggressively as Glass now, but I think I think I'm out right now on uh, on Zach Davies. What do you think? I, I'm the same way. Like the Keiko thing is a great example. Make him throw strikes, and all of a sudden he becomes hittable. Uh, now Keiko's clearly reversed his fortunes this year. That's yeah. uh, so. He's go ahead and put too. Zach Davies on your 2018 draft plans. Yeah, if, if this is the way the season's go. going to continue because um, you know as we were dissing Keiko, the guy's been pitching out of his mind this year. Yeah, no, um, that's that's definitely hilarious. By the way, like. How great he he's been awesome he's been awesome uh, Keiko has and I think and I I, th- I thought this last year while it was happening that some of it was definitely health it wasn't all just skill failure I thought the the skill regression and the and the league changing against him made Keiko more of like a mid threes ERA guy not the what was it mid to high fours that he that he carried last year so I'm not terribly surprised that a healthy Keiko's pitching well. What I am a little bit surprised by is that he's healthy. I didn't know that. I, I wasn't sure if he was going to be healthy or not with the shoulders. Right. And that's that's where I laid off on Keiko. I just I just didn't pick him up anywhere because of, of the shoulders. So, uh, but yeah, he's pitching pretty well. Uh, Bauer, you already talked about Chatwood. You know, he's going to San Diego, but he's such a home only guy that I would maybe just use the San Diego start if you have to commit to the full week. No thanks. I don't want Arizona in in Coors Field. And then that covers it. That, that's the whole Yeah, I don't there. want Arizona until they put the humidor in. Exactly. Let's go to the uh, super deep guys here. Edinson Volquez, home to Tampa Bay at the Mets. Scott Feldman, home for two. Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Cahill, home for two. Trevor Cahill, home for two. Colorado and the Dodgers. Nate Carnes, home for two. White Sox, Cleveland. Mike Fires, uh, at home to Texas at the Angels. Andrew Kashner, at the Astros, at the Mariners. Erasmo Ramirez at the Marlins, home to Toronto. Couple of favorites there. Couple of favorites: Trevor Cahill and Erasmo Ramirez. Okay, T- tell me a little bit about Cahill because that's that's a blast from the past, and he's doing some interesting things, right? Yeah, the swing. I mean, he's got a lot more swing and miss in his game. And Cahill used to yep. be like all sinker all the time, and let's get swing and miss. But he's missing bats right, and and and. Forgoing the swing and miss, but he's getting the swing and misses this year. Uh, and and those bat again, he's got those guys at home. Uh, Colorado and Dodgers are coming to Petco for him, mm-hmm. which makes it nice. And then Ramirez is pitching really well. Uh, we mentioned he's going at Miami, which is a ballpark perfect, uh, perfect for what he does. And then uh, Toronto lineup we've already talked about. The rest of these guys, I'm I've still Kastner can't live in the zone. He's got a pitch away from it to get you to go. Last time I saw Casher start, everything was away, 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 away. Then every now and then he would sneak in something if he got you diving over. Uh, but it's not, if he falls behind the count, that's not something. He's just going to put you on base. He's not even going to try to pitch around you. Um, Fires has had trouble keeping the ball um, in the yard. Carnes 
I, I still don't know what to make of him. I don't want to give him up yet, but when you watch him pitch, he just gets in his own way sometimes. I really like how he's pitched backwards on, on a couple of occasions, doubled up on change-ups. Um, you know, he's really fastball uh, fastball changeup right now, and the curveball used to be such a weapon for him. He's kind of put that uh, behind the changeup now, and it's I I still think there's growth there. I, I don't, okay. I'm not willing to give up on him, but it, it's That's it's still Karn. frustrating. It's still yeah, it's Karn. It's still frustrating okay. to watch him make that conversion. Um, and the other ones, Volquez and Feldman, are what they are. I'm not terribly excited about either one of those matchups. So for me, it's it's Erasmo and. Um, Cahill. Cahill got bopped a little bit at Arizona, five runs in five and two-thirds, but still had nine strikeouts, and that's been a big aspect. He's had six, seven, eight, nine strikeouts in his four starts, 14% swinging strike rate to go with that 29% um, strikeout rate. So, you know, that's there's like viability. Double, that's like double his career strike, uh, his swing oh, and miss absolutely. rate. absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's an 8% career, and, and he's, up at, he's up at 14%. And if you look at what I bet you – if you pull out like um, last year and the year before when he was a reliever only, and yeah. you just look at his starter swing and miss rate, I bet it is closer to even six percent. So this fourteen percent mark is more than double. I bet. So yeah, there's some there's something there with with Cahill that I'm kind of intrigued by. You deeper league folks that are that, that's what this group is. Two in Petco, and you're scra- you're scraping for something, and you just want some strikeouts. The ERA might still be the 450 that he had this that he currently has for the bottom line. You might get two baseline quality starts, and that's 12 innings of a 450 ERA. But you might damn well get 18 strikeouts with it, and that's huge. So here's the uh, big different. Here's the big differentiator for him. I mean, he's throwing more. You look at his pitch utilization. He's got more knuckle curve. It's a pitch he added last year, so he's using that. But Best pitch in baseball is what pitch, Paul? The first pitch strike. His first pitch strike rate is 66% this year. His first pitch Whoa. strike the last couple of years is 57%. I was going to say, he's never been. <laughs> I, I can't think of any years. He might have one, but I can't think of any years. He always got behind. That was always so frustrating with Cahill. You want those three-pitch ground ball because he wasn't going to get the strikeout. So you're like, you have to be efficient then. And he won it, and it was just so maddening. I remember his 2010 – when he had the 297 ERA and it just didn't match with the skills, I remember talking a lot about that with 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 people and like bringing some converts over in terms of of of, the, of statistics and saying like, look at this guy here. You think that ERA is great? You think he's a beast? And he's just not what that ERA says. And don't don't you dare tell me about an 18 and eight win loss record because that's even more. Um, you know, confusing for for Cahill, and that was all the way back in 2010 with the A's. I think he won. No, no, that was not a rookie of the year because he was a rookie of the year before. Anyway, um, you know, people thought he was going to become a stud then, and he just was mediocre, mediocre, mediocre. I'm kind of intrigued by strikeout Trevor Cahill, so I'm, I'm def- he's definitely high on my list. He's number one uh, there. I like Erasmo as well. We've we've been Erasmo fans. If you've been listening to us all five of these years. And you know, you know that our Erasmo love runs deep and not just because he's a Tampa Bay Ray either. If you recall, we were on that train back in Seattle. That's that's when it really took off. I remember the year that he and Iwakuma were both hot picks and you were driving the Ramirez train and I was driving the Iwakuma train. And we were just saying, get these two Mariners here, then they'll serve you well. And and so the, the Erasmo Ramirez love is deep. Not a chance on Kashner. Not a chance on Feldman. I'm never. I'm a never Volquez guy. 
Um, and then so Karns and Fires, I, I could do it if I if I needed to. But but it's nothing it's nothing special with either of them. I think you really want to look at Cahill and Ramirez here, and then maybe put it put a cursory bid on on Carnes, and then I wouldn't touch the rest of it. I mean, I think with Cahill, when you look at Cahill again, the 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 high strikeout rate, so that's putting him up. The, he's getting the advantage early in the count, and then the funny thing is he's throwing fewer pitches in the zone overall. So once he's getting ahead, then his strike zone gets yours. Yours as the hitter gets bigger. Cahill's gets bigger because you're doing that, and his overall contact rate is down in the 60s, and it's never been there. Uh, you know, his his contact within the zone is still above 80 percent, but he's a career 89 percent, and right now he's 83 percent. And his, his 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 out of contact, uh, out of zone contact rate is is a career best 52 percent right now, better than it's ever been because wow. he's getting ahead of batters, and so that's why that's why I believe in this. Yeah, there, there, there's 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 a little something here with Cahill. I like it. We didn't think that we'd be talking much uh, San Diego, many San Diego pitchers this year, just because of how brutal they are. But th- this is one I think you can actually do something with. This is one of their a good retread that they have. So Trevor Cahill might pick up and even hang on to for a little bit because of the league that you're going to pick him up. Isn't a league where you desperately need the ratios to be great. Like you're you're, you're probably picking him up for like something in, in particular usually when you pick up guys in these deep leagues it's like oh i want to try to steal some wins i want to get some strikeouts or maybe they're a good whip but bad era or vice versa if you need strikeouts trevor cahill is somebody you might be able to keep beyond this week as well all right jason I mean, let's like talk an example some, oh, I, I, here's an example no, no, we talked about last week this is an this is a time where perhaps you could dump wade miley and insert trevor cahill Yes. From yes, last we week, said, here's here's we your two start guy last week. Here's your let's go this way and try something out like that. No, I, I completely agree there. And um, you know, I'll ask you on some of the guys that that we're going to talk about cutting here in a moment. If any of them, you know, in your deeper leagues, if you would, there's maybe two on the list that I might consider cutting uh, for Cahill. But I'll, I'll I'll see what you think. Let's talk about some one start arms though. There's four of them here, and I'd like to get a, little, a quick thought on at least all of them. I got to bring up Julio Urias, not because he's widely available. In fact, he's not. 83% CBS, 75% Yahoo. But ESPN, 47%. So there is some availability there. And it looks like he's going to be up for a while. I believe that that is the word, is that Urias is up now um, You know, for his, was it supposed to be like 150 innings? Like This is going to give him a chance to, to start his 150 inning season. He had a, a solid debut. He walked too many, but he only allowed one run in five and two-thirds. Uh, four hits, four walks, four strikeouts. ESPN League. So you know it's probably 10 or 12 team. What would you What would you put on Urias for, for a bid percentage? Uh, low. Again, I think we've – if we're looking Why? for him the rest of the season, because if, if we're looking at the four names, since we haven't read all four go, names. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Urias, uh, I'll, 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 Lance Lynn. Yeah. All right, Urias, Lance Lynn, Jesse Hahn, and Chase Anderson. If I'm looking for okay. the guy that's going to give me the 125 innings the rest of the way, he's the lowest guy on that. He's, I'm sorry, he's definitely the third guy on that list um, oh. as far as workload. Lance Lynn's the guy that I like the best of all three of them, uh, or okay. all four of them. I'm still, a Lan- I'm still a Lance Lynn believer when he gets out of his own way, kind of like Nate Carnes. Uh, I still believe in the stuff. Uh, Jesse Hahn, I think, has, looked, has surprised a lot of people. I mean, he was garbage last year garbage oh, and, and he's putting up some numbers 
He's a guy that I picked up in AL only uh, tout wars, and I've been getting him in and out of my lineup depending on uh, two start weeks or, or who the matchup is, that type of thing. Uh, but it, for me, you're right. It all comes back down to how much can he is he going to go six innings in a start, or are they going to if he's at 85 pitches and his spot comes up in the lineup, are they going to pinch hit for him because they don't want him to go? They want to control this thing, so I, I don't want to be held mercy to that. So all these guys, by the way, uh, have really good numbers right now. So I'm surprised at, at 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 some of the availabilities here. If you look at Lance Lynn, he's 89 CBS, but 53 Yahoo, 35 ESPN. Han is 19.98. That's uh, CBS, Yahoo, ESPN, and then Chase Anderson is 63, 52, 45. So you know, not not quite as available. I like these other guys, but I don't agree with you on on Urias. I I, I think that they're ready to utilize him. And yes, there's going to be some fives. I agree with that, but I trust this team enough to support him in those five inning starts. That is going to be frustrating because you're going to, you're probably even going to have some four four and two thirds shutout even. But he runs up ninety pitches. It's like effectively wild sort of thing where it's like, oh man, he went four and two thirds, no hit, but then some devastating righty came up, so they brought in a reliever because he was due up next inning anyway. I, I, I get that point, but they said he's up now, and and he's supposed to get like 150 innings this year. So I've I've got him second. I'm with you on Lance Lynn. I've, I've been a big Lance Lynn believer forever. He was somebody I was drafting this year on the super cheap, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm going to go Lynn, Urias, Anderson, Han Anderson, Anderson Han. I can't really differentiate those two, but I, I like both. I've got some love for both. I'm, I've been more of a Han guy in the past, so I'm going to lean on that. Uh, I wish Eno was here with us to talk a little Chase Anderson because he's he's definitely backed him in the past. And Chase Anderson's having a pretty good season here, so I don't know. I've backed him in the past because I've uh, the changeup is always – I was say, what, do you, what are you we, seeing out of him this him, year? I, I I've only saw him pitch his very first game. I haven't seen oh, him okay. since. Because he's been great, two ten ERA, one oh seven WHIP. I told you the availability numbers. That's that you know he's he's pretty not, not widely picked up, but he's 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 on leagues. Um, I like to see what he's doing differently because uh, you know last year with the issues around him is he couldn't keep the ball. It just when he when he got up, it got hit hard. I think it's a pitch mix thing where he has a cutter now. I should know this, right? I, th- I I think that's where it, where it is with Chase Anderson is that he has a cutter. He has more velocity too. And so he's striking out a few more, walking a few less, and keeping the ball in the park. That's the big difference right now is a .3 homer per nine, but it's a 3% homer to fly ball ratio. So if that meanders back toward his 13% average or even toward the 9 to 10% league average, you're going to see that ERA rise. But I think it's it's skill supported right now what Chase Anderson's doing. So I think you can pick up any of these guys and feel like you're getting a decent asset here even in your even in your deeper or, or your more shallow leagues. I'm always confused on what to say that. It's like turning the air up or down when you say like turn the air up. I want more air to blow out of the air conditioning or turn the air up. <laughs> I you want the temperature right. to be, you know. So I, I'm always like, well, deeper meaning deeper waiver wire. But what I'm trying to say is is deeper waiver wire. So a shallower league where there's more guys on the wire. You could pick up any of these four, and I think you're getting something solid. I have a hard time putting major splits between the four. But for me, it's going to go Lynn Urias, little step down, Han Anderson. Another first pitch guy. I mean, last, it, two years ago when he first came up with the Diamondbacks, this, this is Anderson. good. 
This is uh, yeah Anderson, sixty two percent last year when he struggled and gave up twenty eight home runs in the same amount of innings where he had allowed eighteen the season before. 58% first pitch strikeout rate. Now he's at 64% coming here out of the gate. And he's getting his behind. Own contacts, he's getting ahead. No, no, he was um, getting behind last yes. year and now. And having to come into zone. Okay. Yep. Uh, so there's another guy. The swing strike rate is up. He was not on the new pitch tracker. I did look that up. Um, I didn't have him down doing that. Um, but he's throwing fewer cutters and more changeups, which he should be doing because his changeups are a really good pitch. Uh, it really stood out. It stood out in the Arizona Fall League when we saw him there a few years ago. It, it is his good pitch. Maybe if he can turn this into a, a Jeremy Hellickson type approach, then yeah, good for him. And I think that's a, a nice comp for him right now because uh, Hellickson's doing the same kind of thing this year. Yes. Still don't understand it, but it's working for him. I think Eno mentioned that Chase Anderson has kind of the double changeup thing, like a Kyle Hendricks. And so that could be, you know, if, if, if he's really effectively deploying two changeups. That could be nice for Chase Anderson. Um, you look at somebody like Jesse Hahn right now. That curve, that curve looks back, and the velocity is 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 really nice right now. He's up at uh, well, he's always been pretty good. Never mind. I, th- I thought I thought this. I thought it was a velocity bump. He's a ninety-five. He he can run it up there he can, with a sinker too, which is pretty nice when you can run a sinker up there in the mid nineties and get the movement. Let me see by year real fast here on Jesse Hahn. Yeah, so actually it it is up from 1415, but it was up last year. So he's gone 92, 934, 948, and then this year 957 for Jesse Hans velocity. Up. So, he seems healthy. Jesse Hans a health guy that, you know, he's just dealt with a lot of health issues. He's looking healthy right now. I like him. So any of the any of these guys you can pick up and feel pretty confident. We still like Lance Lynn the best for the long term, especially. I think you can pick him up in any league that he's available and actually just keep him. All right, let's talk some pitchers to cut, Jason, because there's some guys that are really, really struggling right now. Uh, Kevin Gausman, Jeff Samarja, Vince Velasquez, John Lackey, Matt Moore, Jarrell Cotton. Let's start with... Who would you cut now? We'll probably get this out of the way because I don't think I don't think you would. Would you cut any of them in a single league, AL or NL only? No. Okay. What if? What if Lance Lynn was available? Would you cut Samarja or Lackey or Velasquez or more the NL guys? I don't think. Never you mind. Know, He's not going to be available Samar- in NL only. I'm no. stupid. I'm stupid. Samarja saved his. I mean, last night I was I, I was honestly eyeballing. Last night's outing against San Diego. If Samarja couldn't get good in that game, it was, San Diego, it was huh? never going to happen. And he, I mean, he did. He got five base runners in seven innings, uh, two earned runs, five strikeouts, did give up a home run uh, in that game uh, to Ryan Schemp, and that was crushed. Uh, so that's the case there. But he, he was able to get his he was able to get his work in there. So that definitely helped. Um, Gossman, the the breaking ball still isn't there, and in fact, uh, in, DF, in, in DFS, I put Aaron Judge in my lineup specifically because he was facing Kevin Gossman, and he got me two home runs, and I made some money last night, so there that worked out well for me. Uh, Matt Moore, the numbers are, are rough, but let's understand he had that start in Colorado uh, that you knew that was coming. Yes. Um, so I think it's a, it was actually a good buying opportunity at, after that start to go grab him and Cotton. I'm 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 disappointed in. I, I really am. I, am too. I, was, I was expecting more, and uh, it just isn't. It's not looking good right now for him. 
you got to know there's some folks out there that are really excited that Cotton failed because so many people propped him up, and there were some anti-Cotton folks, and and they got to be they got to be geeked that it, that it's going south. You know the problem that I'm Cotton not getting the swings and misses, and I I thought he would have strikeouts. I thought he would be somebody that even if it was more of a four something ERA or high threes, I thought we were going to get strikeouts. But he's got an eight percent swinging strike rate and a sixteen percent strikeout rate. That's not and good. In a six percent strikeout minus walk rate, and that's it, terrible. I mean, it's, it, it, it's terrible. But Kevin Gaussman's worse at two. So yeah, that's Gaussman's the one. That's the one. the one I don't get. Gaussman. You can't you can't cut any of these guys in a in a single league, but no. good God, it's it's worth this one's just awful. I mean, he's not striking anybody out, and he's, he's walking, walking a ton for of the dudes. First time ever, like he everything never, he never is just people. it's just not. The, and I don't. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of it. I don't understand how you can't do something with a breaking ball at this point. If this is not going to work, just go ahead and put him in the bullpen. If it's not gonna, if it's not gonna happen, it's just never gonna happen. He you can't know what it's looking like, like. I think I already said this. Maybe not to you, but maybe to you know, or maybe somewhere else. You know what it's looking like? A little bit of Nadia Valdi. Maybe like yeah. a little, little bit better of a Nadia Valdi situation because he's had better years than Evaldi had. You know, I don't think Evaldi has a one eighty th- uh, inning three sixty one season the way Gosman did last year, or even the three fifty seven in one hundred thirteen innings two years ago. But it, it, it's it's that type of right th- right down to the fact that they both throw hard and they both have a split finger now. Although Eovaldi, if Eovaldi had Gosman's split finger, he would have had excellent seasons. The problem was he never had the changeup. He had the fastball slider, and for some reason Gosman can't find the breaking ball. So if he if if they could trade, you know, here I'll teach you my slider, you teach me your splitty, then they both could be studs. But right now neither's a stud and. I think I'm. Are you, are you cutting all these guys in in ten and twelve teamers right now, for the for the appropriate uh, for the appropriate, uh, you know, available available guy? Let let's let's rank them in in order of yes, I would cut them to no way in a ten and twelve team mixer. Ten or twelve team, I guess. I the only one that I would formats. hesitate to the only the one honestly the only one I would hesitate to cut in a twelve team mixer would be Lackey only because of the run support. The strikeout rate's still there. Um, a lot of his other skills are there, just that it's not showing up in his ERE because he's giving up too many damn home runs, too many PEDs that everyone's using. Yeah, obviously, uh, he's the only one that I would hesitate to cut in a 12-team mixed right now, only because he could still get on one of these things where he gets 12 wins just because of the run support that's going to come. Was well, 129 whip is far and away the best of the group. Uh, the 488 ERA is second best to Matt Moore's 480. But like you're saying, the skills are actually there. He has a 17% uh, strikeout minus walk rate. And, yeah, I like to clown him because I thought, you know, that Colin saying Thames had PEDs was stupid. But I actually think I agree with you, dude, because, you know, despite being 38 and people want want it to be the time to cut him, they want to feel like they can cut him. I don't know that you can. I think you might actually have to stick around because of the skills. Uh, but, and then, but if to that point, if you look at how Samarja and Lackey stack up against one another, it's almost the same thing. That's you true. Look they're, at the, they're, the, Samarja's lost. He He's lost – Come before last night, but he got a no decision. He had four straight losses, um, but he was getting the strikeouts. Uh, he did have in three of the four starts, he's walked at least three batters. He's uh, only avoided a home run in one game, uh, so he's allowed six of those. 
and that's where it's you know, the, the walks plus the homer hurt him uh, at Colorado. But again, that's going to be that's going to happen. The start against Colorado uh, in San Francisco still give up four runs, even though he had eight strikeouts and no walks. So if if, if we're going to say Lackey, I guess Samarju would be the next guy in line that I would have trouble. Uh, trouble cutting but a guy that okay. i could target because the other the the supporting stats are there if i were to tell you hey there's a guy out there that's 0 and 4 but has a 26 percent strikeout rate and an 11 percent swinging strike rate you would jump you, at it and that's jeff that. samarja somebody asked me about him in, in my chat and i said that i think he would end um where he kind of has been which is high threes low fours lately i think he's going to get there there's going to be a big run where samarja has you know in his last 12 starts, he has a you know 212 ERA with you know over a strikeout per inning. Like I think there's going to be some sort of run like that with Samarja. I'm actually with you on that one too. If there's one I'm really scared of, I'm going back to Cotton. And I know I was I was pumping this guy as much as anybody, but that doesn't mean I I, I I'm not going to be open to change when there's new info. And it is only 27 innings, but that's about all he had last year was 27 innings. I just love that changeup so much that I thought he had enough swing and miss to survive. But he has a 5 ERA, Jason, with a .3 homer per nine. Like, everyone else in this list is giving up massive amounts of homers. It's like 1.7 or higher for everybody right. else in this list. So they, And that's not an excuse because it's not guaranteed that you'll stop giving up homers. But you can see how if the homer to fly ball ratios come back to earth for these guys, they improve. Well, Jarrell Cotton's 3% homer to fly ball ratio is probably going to go the other way. And so things could get worse, if, especially if he doesn't improve the strikeout walk ratio. So I'm very concerned about him. I'm definitely cutting him. Um, I'm probably cutting Matt Moore in those shallow leagues just because I think I can find somebody else I'm confident in. Even though, you know, the skills, it's not awful. It's not completely run away from Matt Moore. And like you said, the Colorado starts there as well. What about Velasquez? We haven't talked much about him. His strikeouts are still there, but not with the swinging strike rate. The walks are through the roof. The homers, his 2.1 is the highest of this group. Vince Velasquez, where do you stand right now after 21 innings? Um. I don't really stand too hard. The, the walks have to come down. The strikeout rate's still there. That I like. I, I still worry down, about the durability 28% issue. to 23%. Like, he's still getting some strikeouts, but certainly yeah. not. It's still, it's still above league average. Yes, I mean, I think yes. last year it's the, some of the newness factor was where it was coming into play. Um, but he's still above league average there. But the, the walk rate, he's just getting in his own way. And that's why that's why his ERA is where it is. Because he can't keep the ball in the air, and when they're when they're when it's happening, there's extra guys on base. So if he can get out of his own way, uh, it could help. But it's durability is something I still can't shake with that guy. Of the guys, and like I mentioned, I, I like Lackey here. Samarja would be next in line. If you made me pick a third guy, I don't know if I want a third guy. Yeah, here they, in a 15 team mixed league, I'll take really the two veterans, and the rest of them can walk. Suck it, rest of you. Um, yeah, I think, and, and you mentioned 15. I was talking 10 and 12. I think I'm cutting these guys in 15 for some of the guys that we've been talking about here. If I can get a Matt Shoemaker, if I can get, um, you know, Lance Lynn, hell, if I could get Han and Anderson, I'm starting to look, uh, you know, let alone Urias, of course, but I, I don't think he's all that available. I just had to bring him up because of the 47% ESPN. But yeah, I, I, I think, so we're saying... Keep Lackey and Samarja in just about every league, unless you, unless you just find a super gem on the wire 
that you really, really want, but they've got the skills. Everybody else you can cut. And who would you cut first among that group? Is it Cotton? Yes. Okay. And then Gosman? Yes. Okay. Like okay. 1A and 1B. Yep. Yep. That's where we're at. And I know it's. I remember crazy. I picked Gosman. Gosman was one of like, like my uh, bold predictions, was like a huge season from him. Well, and I'm, you know, those were two of the guys that I recommended the most this year, Gosman and Cotton. So, you know. I'm not. I'm not usually quick to to turn either. I I I I can preach patience, but what I'm seeing, it's not there. And you can't take any more duds. Like you, you just don't want any more duds, and the skills aren't there. So you know we're getting close to where we're going to see a DL stint for for these guys if they don't if they don't shape up. Uh, they got to figure something out. All right, let's talk some hitters here. Um, there's some decent. Uh, there's there's some pretty decent guys here, outfielders. You've got David Peralta, Michael Conforto, Corey Dickerson, the aforementioned Kevin Pillar, Jason Hayward, and Scott Shebler that are available, and, and they're 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 pretty interesting. What, what do you think about uh, what do you think about this group here? Pick, pick pick one that you really like, and then we'll talk about some potential cut guys for them. Not even playing Homer, but Corey Dickerson's the best one on this list. Not even playing Homer, dude's hitting leadoff, dude's hitting that. the ball to all fields, uh, hitting with power to all fields. Um, they're even leaving him in there against lefties at this point down down in the lineup, uh, but he's in there against uh, in there today against Liriano. But to me, Dickerson and Peralta are my two favorites here. I was going to say, I Peralta always worry, was the and one. then and then Pilar too because I've already talked about him. Conforto, I'm still always worried about him getting sent right back to the minors uh, for whatever reason. At hey, any moment, a right? Better, but, but yeah. So, but they're so hurt that it's hard to to see them doing it. Right? At, at least right now. At least right now. Right, uh, because because they're so injured, you think that he can almost Conforto should almost get the playing time and actually face some lefties for once. Yeah, so, that, so those that, are, that those are the guys work. I like. All right, um, I I love Peralta as well. I hear you on Dickerson. Uh, I got Peralta one, Dickerson two, but they're they're interchange. They're 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 pretty close there. So I'm, I'm not going to push back on you too much there. What you're going to get out of Peralta is a couple steals. Um, and you get more homers out of Dickerson. So let your team need kind of drive you there. In fact, they're almost dead even in terms of triple slash. And then the difference is three homers, three stolen bases for Peralta, six homers, zero stolen bases for Dickerson. And then you got Conforto, you got Pilar. Jason Hayward, we got to talk about it, man. He, he was obviously a hot topic this year because he changed his swing. He's still a guy that has a lot of juice in the market. And so he was always getting drafted. Hey, so far it's looking pretty solid. 282, 341, 423 with three homers, 16 ribbies, and a stolen base. How do you feel about uh, Jason Hayward right now? And remember, that's after the first, what, week or two where he was bad. Even out, exactly. Out of spring it looked like two. more of the so same. There's a lot. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of bad he had overcome. I would put him along the same, the same, uh, bucket as uh, as Guriel if you look at if you look at it that way but uh, I want to pull up his numbers and look to see what the exact where the exact break was but if it seems like over the past oh I hate you browser you're <laughs> such a piece of garbage sometimes why did you go away come back oh wait you know what I'm, I'm looking at it right now you know what you know what was happening he wasn't hitting for any power early on because uh, sure. Hayward got hits right out of the gate but he had a it was six, like all singles. Yeah, he had a six sixty six OPS as of through April seventeenth, which is like you know. So he was just single singling teams to death, 
Now, in the last nine games, that's when he's really ticked up. All three of the homers have come. He's got 281, 343, 563 in the last nine games. So the power's starting to come along. I like that he's been doing stuff all year, and now the now the power's taking that jump for Jason Hayward. I'm pretty interested in him, to be honest. Yeah, you should be. I mean, the uh, when it hasn't been homers, it's been all singles. I'm looking. There's no. There's been no doubles over the past two weeks, but he is hitting the ball to all three fields. It's not like he's selling out. All three of his homers have been pull shots, so it's not. He's not hasn't been able to do the other direction. But uh, everything that he's done has been singles or homers. He's not. He can. He's still taking his walk. He has his strikeouts, um, and you you should have been able to buy him at a at a, at a lower price. So. I still don't want him over the other guys we were talking about. I'll still take okay. a Pilar over him and a Peralta and a Dickerson, uh, but he'd be fourth. Okay, uh, let me let me ask you about some guys to maybe. Well, quick quick thought on Shebler because that's the deep league one. He's only hitting two twenty one, but he does have he does have eight bombs. So uh, there's going to be some availability there because it's not it's not a flashy triple slash. What, what do you think about Shebler? The, the the offense there in Cincinnati is just getting it done. Uh, you look that that used to be like, oh, this will be an easy matchup. Let's see what happens. Uh, and it hasn't been an easy matchup. He's he's hitting the ball for taking advantage of that park. Maybe it's maybe he's taking advantage of some of that Milwaukee pitching too. It seems like Milwaukee <laughs> and Cincinnati have played each other fifty times. This uh, yeah, year. they actually have. Uh, it's been uh, every game this year they played each other. <laughs> so I'm I'm a bit worried what happens when he starts facing some other teams in the league. But the number, the early numbers out of the gate, this is it, it's tough to overlook. I mean, he's he's definitely crushing the ball. Uh, contact is about league average from where he is, and he's still taking his walks too. So enjoy. I think Duvall. it really helps. He could be another Adam. Or not there. They have an Adam Duvall, but they, he could be their their twenty seven. This year's Adam version Duvall. of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, some guys that are getting cut uh, at, at high frequency. I'm curious if you would if you would cut any or cut Cole Calhoun for any of these guys in ten and twelve team leagues. I would cut Cole Calhoun for uh, Dickerson and the same three: Dickerson, uh, Peralta, and Pilar. I'd cut him for Hayward too, and I might cut him for Conforto. And that, honestly, um, that is more a, a promotion of those guys than a complete downing of of Calhoun, because I don't think that he's necessarily done. Because he's off to a slow start, but uh, I think he's hitting like two thirty-seven with one bomb. Let me see. I'm a genius. I nailed it. Two thirty-seven, one bomb, six ribbies, ten runs. Um, God, that's him. Is he still hitting second in that lineup too? Yeah, it's very high. I don't know if it's exactly Oof. second still, but I know he's. I know he's top four. And so that that's been tough. Four four percent homer to fly ball ratio. Let me look at his batted ball profile. See if there's any issues. Nope. It's 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 right in line with everything. He's still pulling the ball. The, his hard contact rate is down, but it's all medium. It's not gone all the way to soft. So he's he's he's. Calhoun's just a little off right now. So soft, again, S-O-F-T or S-A-W-F-T? S-A-W-F-T, soft. Okay. Hella soft. I got one word for you. All right. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, Shout out to our wrestling fans, too. Yeah. I, I, w- I, would, I would cut him for those, but that's more because I like those guys. Maybe not Conforto. I guess that one, that one's close. I like Conforto a lot, though. But definitely the other four, Peralta, Dickerson, Pilar, Hayward for me over Calhoun. What about Keon Broxton? Now, he's probably an easier one to, to, to cut because he doesn't have any track record of success like Calhoun does. Came in as the flashy guy, you know, oh, another uh, big spring training. 
Homer, it could be homers and speed. Only has one homer right now, but does have five stolen bases. They run in Milwaukee. But yeah, check out this issue. triple slash. Get your barf bucket. Check out this triple slash. <laughs> 175, 257, 317. Now here's the big barf. I heard you do a little one. 41% strikeout rate. Byron Buxton is laughing at him. I'm a bit worried that he's getting the Jason Hayward disease. So after you get popped in the face, it's a it's a bit problematic. I've made yes. that point with Hayward for a long time that after he got hit in the face, it just hasn't been the same Stanton, for him. Stanton had and some issues uh, initially. I'm, I'm a bit worried there. If you can absorb the speed loss, by all means, go ahead. Uh, but if you if you're a slow team, I don't I cannot recommend dumping Broxton. Yeah, because I mean. As long as they keep playing him, you're going to get the stolen bases. I, I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I didn't have a speed guy. Here's one though. Here's one that I'm going to kind of use as a transition into our uh, our infielders because he is outfield eligible. What about Hernan Perez, who's who's been on fire lately? I didn't buy That's, this guy at all. And I didn't, and he got off to a really bad start. Yeah, but yeah, I'm he like, has been in fuego i made the mistake i i'll i'll cop to it y'all and i didn't do it publicly thankfully because then they just pull up the tweets and and ban me but but privately in my head i'm like "Ah, i knew Hernan perez was garbage after like two or three weeks like the cardinal sin you stupid idiot paul and uh you know now i'm looking back and i'm like oh my god three homers two triples five doubles so Ten extra base hits Again, out of facing the Reds. Hits. Yeah, I mean, all, all 19 games are against the Reds. Two stolen bases, 296, 361, 630. Oh, my gosh. Is Aaron Perez actually good, Jason? <laughs> what I've seen of him, because I've, I've been watching a few of the games, what I've seen of, seen of him, yes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy, and you know it. I think so, to though, too. I, I think so. it is a really fun team to watch. I completely agree with you there. Um, so would you cut Keon Broxton for his teammate then? Yeah, because if, if, if the only thing I recommended there was if, if you can't absorb the speed loss, I can't recommend you cutting him. But if you can cut him and get a guy who swiped 34 bags last year, yep, okay. And, and is going to eat his playing time as Broxton continues to struggle. So that seems almost like an easy one if you can make that move to go Perez for Keon Broxton. Let's right. talk some other infielders here. Let's look at let's look at corner infielders, and, and we're going to get to Guriel, the guy you've been uh, talking about here. But we got Cody Ballinger, Joey Gallo, Yonder Alonso, and Guriel, and the potential cut guys are Gregory Bird and Mike Napoli. First, let's talk about the guys. Then we'll get into the cuts. Cody Ballinger up for Jock Peterson. First off, what sort of bid are you putting on him? in 10 and 12 and then i'll say and then we'll do deeper leagues after that so remind me of peterson's injury knee he says question mark hang on i'll find it i'm sorry i should have had that so uh, i will say as i'm looking it up eno's concern was that it could just be the 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 two weeks you know the 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 quick same same issues that's my problem i mean if if this was just a talent level and 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 bellinger was up to stay then I would be very aggressive because it is a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous swing. Uh, lots of power, so much upside. Um, but if it's only a couple of weeks thing, then I, I don't want to blow my money on something that's going to go. That's going to be a short term burn. I mean, I would rather looking at this list. I would burn it on Guriel. I would burn it on Gallo because by the day, uh, Adrian Beltre seems to be a closer step to 
Cooperstown that he does coming back to the Rangers yeah. at this point. Every time you turn around, this calf thing is delaying and delaying and delaying. Um, and, but Gallo continues to hit these bombs when he gets when he gets a hold of it, and uh, you know he could end up getting some. Once Beltre comes back, perhaps he goes to the outfield. Perhaps he goes to the strong side DH and stays there. And Napoli's the one that gets short turned. Um, so I could I could drop either Bird, especially Bird or Napoli for Gallo or Guriel right now. So uh, it's a it's a groin injury for Jock Peterson with the comment most recently uh, as of yesterday could return as early as next Friday, and it's not set in stone, but it's looking it's looking positive for a quick return, and that's why Bellinger you can't you can't really go crazy on, um, maybe in your deeper leagues where you have a, a deeper reserve he's probably already that's the thing though he's not even that that widely available a lot of folks drafted him anyway so that's why I don't want to get too deep on on you know, these ideas of what you should spend on Bellinger because he's just not going to be that widely available. So I do want to focus on the guys who are going to be available. Hey, he went you like, like seven bucks in Pelt Wars. I, I mean, you, you you got him for seven at the auction? No, no, I didn't. Somebody else did. That's what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he, he went for you're cash. He went, yeah, yeah. yeah, he went for he went cash for real in money. auction. <laughs> he went for real yeah. money. Like, people are very excited about him. He's a very high prospect. So, yeah, he's probably not even going to be that available. If you got him, I think you just hang on. Uh, as long as you can when he goes back down because when he comes up there's a chance to for high impact for 300 plate appearances you know in 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 the uh summer and beyond so try to hang on to bellinger but right now it's it's this is just a little taste so that he's ready when he comes up for the big time so now gallo alonzo guriel and and napoli and bird are the potential cuts you said you would cut both for guriel and Gallo, you didn't say yes. anything about Alonzo, the greatest player in baseball now. <laughs> 286, 357, 540, four homers. I think four homers is a career high. I'm kind uh, of it's kidding. It's getting close to it. And I'm by, I think two of those of came kidding. in the first three games of the season, too. Yeah, I mean, he hit seven last year. His career high is nine. So it is, it is kind of getting there for Alonzo. But there was a swing change. Um, there was? Yeah. You know, wrote about it, and yeah. uh, you know he was going for the, he's going for the loft, and it's paying off. There, there's a lot, lot different batted ball profile for Alonzo. Honestly, Jason, I think for Alonzo, Guriel, and Gallo, I'd cut all of them for Napoli. I, I'd cut Bird for all of them. Absolutely. And like, and Napoli is an even easier cut for me. Because I mean, what do you see? What is anybody seeing the Bird at this point? He's hitting a buck ten. Uh, he's he had the one home run. Remember when he was uh, top one hundred? Remember when he went in the top? Remember like, when he went twenty? I, I was I've been I was in an auction where he went twenty one dollars. Dude, in the second half of draft season, he was a top one hundred pick. Uh, top. Yikes. Okay. Oh my God! You ready to? Don't even get your barf bag. Get your diaper because you're gonna crap your pants. <laughs> his high pick. Actually, I'm just trying to have you guess. What was his min pick in NFBC? And what do you think? What's the highest overall pick? Sixty two. That Greg Bird went, okay, dude, you're going to need a stronger diaper because you're pooping everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 40. Watch, this will be the team that wins, too. I was going to say, this is going to be the guy that also got freaking Hernan Perez and freaking – he got Alonzo to back him up, so he just put Alonzo in. It didn't even hurt him. There's going to be some trash like that. 40, dude. 40. Now, listen. I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't on the Greg Bird hype train, but the second – that he went beyond uh, up to like a hundred, I was out. I wasn't paying that price. I liked him cheap, and then I and then the highest I could get behind 
was 150 and I even knew that that was the premium. But I said, you know what? I like this guy's power. The shoulder looks healthy. That's and I thankfully the leagues I got him, I didn't have to pay that. I drafted him early enough, and then by the time late draft season came, he was going forty overall and crap like that. So I was 40. easy. It was easy for me to ignore him because it was just is just too expensive. So uh, yeah, we're gonna cut we're gonna cut Bird and Napoli pretty easily for Gallo, Alonso, and Guriel. And you're 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 ranking them Guriel, Gallo, Alonso. I, I take it. Yes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alonzo, number one, because I'm a rebel. I think I'm gonna go Gallo second because one of the key facts, uh, key points to his game right now. Yeah, he's hitting 222, which is ugly, but seven homers, three stolen bases. I like that. He's got he's athletic. He's got some speed to him. He's still walking 14 percent of the time for a 349 OBP, so he has 16 runs scored. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a lot. Shoot, I might actually go Gallo first, and I've never been a Gallo guy, but this is this is some this is some high impact right here. I'm gonna go Gallo, Alonzo, Guriel, and I don't have I don't have much split between Alonzo and Guriel. I just wanted to be different than you. Okay, I just I just wanted to go against you. You'd be that way, but I'll take the guy that's in a very loaded offense, the Nationals of the uh, American League. What do you? Alonzo's on the A's, you stupid idiot. How are you going to say that that's not the most loaded <laughs> offense? Dude, I can't pod with you if you don't know like what a good offense is, dog. Okay, I'm just... You know, my first sorry, marriage I have to do this. My, podca- my podcast, five years, and they're both yeah, dead. five years and done, because this is ridiculous. You're going to sit there and tell me with a straight face that Jeff Decker, Matt Joyce, Jed Lowry, uh, Chris Davis actually is good... Yonder Alonso, Ryan Healy, Stephen Vogt, Trevor Poof, and Adam Rosales isn't a lit offense. You're going to tell me that. Really. Okay, dude. Okay. I thought we were friends. I thought we were tight. I thought we were basically best friends, but I So guess. are we just going to do a simplified yeah, dissolution done. here, or do I need to get a lawyer? No, no. You need a lawyer, dog, because okay. I'm pissed now. Like okay. We could have had... We could have had irreconcilable differences. This is you basically cheated on me because this is ridiculous. I can't I can't even fathom how you don't think the A's are an unbelievable offense. You're okay. Anyway, let's try to finish this, even though we're getting a divorce. Let's move on to middle infielders. Uh Aaron Perez, we talked about a little bit. Christian Arroyo, Taylor Motter. You cutting Dansby Swanson for any or all? For Perez. I'll do Not it there. Mar- you still out of Modern? I don't still believe out on it. This is, I'm still out on Modern. This is the guy <laughs> I hate that did hair. out here in AAA. I, I hate, hate that hair so I'm, much. I, I hate it because I'm jealous of it. Um, this is not a true talent level thing. I, maybe you, maybe he's made some changes. And it, it looks like he's trying to go all Brian Dozier and pull the crap out of everything. Yep. And, and that's working. But how long is it going to work for him? I don't I'm know. Modern with you, dude. How do you? I know. Come on. I, I know, I but no, I, I have, you've missed out on Taylor Motter's best action. I'm sorry. You've missed out on it, and Perez is just getting started. And Perez did it last year, and Motter hit 229 in AAA last year without I the power. I definitely agree with Perez over Motter. Like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a Perez convert right now because I was, you know, I'm, I'm all over, I'm guardrail to guardrail on him, thinking I'm patting myself on the back for saying he sucks, and now I, now I love him. But th- there's definitely something there. Here's the thing with Motter, right? Is that, yeah, he's got five tanks and and two stolen bases, but to your point, it's still 235, 297, 559. Like, he's still riding a 22% homer to fly ball ratio. Like, we're not seeing drastic skill changes other than selling out for power. 68% pull. I just, I, I'm with you. And then Arroyo, you didn't mention, I imagine because you think he's 
it's you know, the best thing days. you can say about his offense is that he's got a good glove, right? Is that what they say yeah. about guys that – I don't even know if he's got a great glove, to be honest. You guys can let me know in the comments. And but he's I've been – Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, he's a Florida kid. He, he's from uh, – Arroyo's from the Tampa area. It's because one of my friends was like congratulating him on his call up, knew him in high school. Um, the other point, Modder could end up getting some of that playing time in the outfield uh, with Hanniger gone. When That's Segura true. comes back here soon, he may get some time. Segura's back. Segura was back this week, so uh, back to raking, and yeah. Modder was still playing, and you're right, it's because of Hanniger. So the playing that, time piece. The extra exposure is probably may, may not help him, though. Well, I, I meant in terms of. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Go go with that point. You're saying that the more he plays, they're going to get to him further. Well, the, uh, the more he plays, if he has issues, righties uh, with with uh, with righties, that could be a problem with that pull approach. That's going to leave him prone to lefties too. Lefties just can throw stuff like a, a Liriano could come out there and just throw him changeups all day long, and and if he doesn't miss inside, Mata could end up with zero for three for three strikeouts. Uh, with this type of approach. So I don't think necessarily if he's finding success right now, it could be because of matchups. So if he's out there playing every day, then if the home runs go away, everything else, there's no value there at all. I agree with you. I totally, I totally understand like, with the modern thing. Perez is your guy. Talk to me a little bit about uh, Dansby Swanson, though, because I, I, you know, I'm trying to match the, the positions here, but I would also cut – I would also cut Dansby for any of those infielders that we. Now these are reset about. leagues, by the way, guys. I'm not recommending oh, yeah, cutting yeah, yeah, Dansby yeah, yeah. Swanson in a keep, keep, keeper league. Sorry. Keep that in mind, <laughs> please. I, I think generally speak, speaking, we're talking about that, especially with some even Bird. You know, we're not we're not cutting Bird in in keeper leagues either. Or I'm not. I, I don't want to speak for you, but you I don't know. know about you. I would. <laughs> you would cut Bird in in in. He doesn't league. look right, man. He does not look like that. Look that. The lower half is right. He just doesn't look good. Plus, he's Blast. what twenty eight. Not like he's a kid, anyhow. Um, Wait, Gregory Bird? Yeah, he's that old. He's got. No to, he's got to be older than this. No, he's twenty three max. Twenty four. Okay, I was off. I was off. I, I, I had as an older prospect in my he's twenty four. He's twenty four. Okay. Um, but yeah, I Still would cut Swanson in redraft. I mean, Gal's younger. Gal's twenty three. For for any of those infielders, for yep. pretty much any of those outfielders as well. What's going on with Swanson? I honestly haven't seen him play, but uh, it's not like last year he was explode. I mean, yeah, he had the batting average and he was getting on base. But it was, but it was like he was. Oh, yeah, no, no, it was like I was, he was doing at the that wrong much. Guy. No, no, I mean he, he hit three hundred last year. He got on base yeah. three thirty six percent of the time, but he it was like he was hitting for a lot of power either. It's just it was there and he was getting average. And right now he's not hitting for an average. But when you've got a one seventy two batting average on balls in play, you're not going to hit for average. So if that comes yeah. back up, maybe the average comes back up. But he's not running. He didn't run last year. He's not hitting for power. Didn't hit for power last year. So I, thought, I have no shares out. of him because people were just like chasing him like he was the second coming. Yeah. And sure, his his ceiling is there, but he's 23 years old. Yep. And you know this this is why I think he was being drafted as a top eight shortstop. I have zero shares. If you're, you know, it, it's early, but I know some of you folks in keeper leagues like are are they commit to the tank you know you, you're on the philadelphia 76ers you know that it's a lost year early and you're already looking and so if you're trusting the process part of your process should be going out and getting danby swanson on any sort of discount because now's the time to buy i'm not saying you're going to fleece somebody but you can get something of a discount and now's the time to do it if you're already looking toward 2018 in your league go get your 
go get yourself some Dansby Swanson. All right, quick thing on catchers, and then we'll wrap up. Austin Hedges and Jet Bandy have been widely picked up. Catcher's been such a pathetic wasteland this year that I wanted to bring both up and uh, talk about maybe cutting Sandy Leone because I didn't necessarily see it with Sandy Leone anyway. I mean, that first, week, that, that first week wasn't going to hold up like it did no. last year when he got off to a hot start and then sucked exactly. balls the rest of the season? Exactly. He's hitting 180, 196, 280, uh, triple slash. And uh, like you said, that's with a hot first week. For Sandy Leone. So between the two that I've got here, Bandy and Hedges, who are you picking up? The porn star, Jet Bandy. What an amazing name, right? It is Jet. the best name in baseball. It is Jet absolutely Bandy. the best name in baseball, and he's he's killing it. Like we said about this Milwaukee offense, I mean, he, he's he's not out there every day, but he's not too far from it. I mean, he is, he is C1. Some time. Manny Ping is getting some time, but you're right. Bandy is the C1. And 348, 474, solid 20% strikeout rate. That's not bad for a power guy. 6% walk rate. I'll, I'll even take that. That's not that's not god-awful. It's below average. But we're talking about a catcher here, and catcher sucks this year. He's halfway, he's halfway to last year's home run total in like 20, 20% of the playing time. Nice. With him. I mean, and... Yeah, this. I mean, Austin Hedges. Yeah, he had the rework swing, and he had like that stretch of five home runs a week after I cut him. Thanks a lot, jerk. Uh, so I mean, if I know, I know we say don't cut anybody in the first couple of weeks, but he was literally my last pick. So yeah. I'm allowed to cut my 23rd round pick. There's after turn the there. Second round and of here's the, season. the thing: I picked him up for Chris Harmon, and uh, just because Hedges was one for 30 at that point, and then he had five home runs in a week. Well, he's still hitting a buck 88 too. He's got the six bombs which is why you should still have some interest in Hedges if you can't get a Jet Bandy and you've got some of these other catchers that are out there being terrible. But, uh, yeah, 188 obviously isn't getting it done at all. He just happens to be hitting for power. I want to see if he's been perking up at least. Yeah, okay, 289 in the last 12 games. It's because it was so bad. When you cut him, you probably cut him when he was hitting 065. I was. And that's what he hit in the first 10 games. Uh, for, for Austin Hedges, that was pretty bad. You know who the number one catcher is on the player Raider? Um, not not one of my catchers. No, Robinson Chirinos. No, it's Bandy. Ooh. It's Bandy. It goes Bandy, Realmuto, Sal Sal Perez, Gaddis. Oh, well, no, Gaddis not going to gain playing time. Blah blah blah. He's, he's still the fourth yeah, catcher. I mean, Where'd that happen? that's how bad catcher is. And then uh, Darno, Chirinos, Hedges. So they're both top ten guys. Interestingly enough, Manny Pena, the other guy in Milwaukee, is also a top ten guy because he's hitting four eighteen uh, with a homer, eight runs, and six ribbies in his limited playing time. Like it doesn't take much to be a top catcher right now. And I think you got to go out and get Bandy and uh, and Hedges if you can. Leon's a guy I would cut. What about um, trying to find some others that you might be interested in, in in cutting? Buster Posey, right? You got to cut him for both of these guys. For the porn star, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding on that. What about uh, Yasmani Grandal? Two oh six, three homers. I mean, he's doing his normal thing in low average, but but still hitting homers. Would you cut no. him for either of the guys? Nope. No, we've seen Grand. We've seen him when he gets when he gets it. When he gets, it gets going. going quickly, and you don't want to you don't want to miss out on that. What about Russell Martin? People are worried about him. One ninety three homers. I have a hard time doing it. I have a hard I, time doing. I really do. I, I really, really do, and I don't. I don't. I don't think I can. 
Um, man, Luke Roy is the 33rd catcher. I'm not seriously talking about cutting him. I'm just saying he's the 33rd catcher. What about Jan Gomes? Somebody that people were taking as a C1 because he had the playing time. I think he's an easy cut for one of these guys, right? Or do you still like him? No, he's a cut. He's a cut. What about I was Steven just groaning because first and second, nobody out, and Tim Beckham couldn't get a bunt down. Three failed are you, attempts. Are you surprised? Are you surprised, though? You're angry, but are you surprised? Never bunt, hit dingers, but Never it's not like the, 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 uh, the first run of this game is on him because he threw it in the right field trying to do a spin and throw, but three bunts, and he bunted each one of them, the last two, straight down into the ground on the plate, and it came up with his bat. <laughs> Sick life. Last one, Stephen Vogt for Bandy or, or Hedges. Uh, gone. Yeah, I, I like Stephen Vogt. He was somebody I was taking in those mid-rounds. Catcher's so bad right now. You, you got you got to churn a little bit. I, I say I say get Bandy first and then Hedges. Um, I, it is riding a hot streak with catcher, but I, I'm willing to do that right now. Vote will probably get hot at some point, and then maybe you just cut you cut the guy you picked up for him. Like these guys can go back in the tank pretty easily. Hedges already started there. Uh, Bandy's been amazing. So yeah, there there you go with the catchers. Jason, any final thoughts? I think we've I think we've done it pretty well today. Did you guys? I have not caught up on the last episode. Did you guys talk about the the hot dumpster fire the Toronto bullpen is? No. And uh, what to do there? Do tell because I did get some questions about Osuna. I said I'm I'm standing pat, but that was with with cursory knowledge of of what's been going on. So what what do you got? I mean, Jason Greeley has not worked out. I mean he. Last night, the funny thing, I mean, they brought him in, he gave up the home run, and uh, they brought, I forgot the other guy, Geek Adamic Leon, he gave up the home run. I think the one guy that that's impressed me has been Joe Biagini back there. Um, I like, so if you're in a 12-team AL that want to spec on may, what may happen if, if something happens with Osuna, um, mm-hmm. I know Joe Smith has been in that pen, and Joe Smith has been pitching well as uh well as well um but you have to worry about a guy with that arm angle and how he can hold up against opposite guys but be a genie I'm, I'm watching him pitch right now and i've already seen him pitch a few times but um it's it's held up for him i like i've always liked this guy's stuff i mean for i don't understand how he was a rule five pick uh how he's was able to get the through they fall through I, the I liked him i liked him last year i'm watching it they brought him in here in the, in the sixth inning with with Met first and second, nobody out, and this, because his stuff moves around so much, they uh, that's why he couldn't get the that's why Beckham couldn't get the bunt down on him. But he's got, I, I like him. And like I said, Joe Smith's getting the strikeouts right now, and, and the way he's being utilized, and everybody else in that bullpen has has not been good. So, so you're, if you're looking to spec out, I may maybe worth dropping a buck on Biagini. You're worried about Osuna from health, right? Because if he's there, he's still he's still the guy. Yeah, right. So, but you're worried that the health might be a concern. Velocity's down, um, seven fifty ERAs, allowing homers. You know, allowing too many, been too hittable. Like it, 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 the only thing that's been positive is that he hasn't walked anybody yet. Uh, yes. His strikeout rate is down. You know, it's 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 twenty three percent, but it's down from twenty nine twenty eight percent, and his swinging strike rate's still eleven percent, but it's down from fifteen percent. So even though it's still good, you have to keep in mind of where where it's down from. So uh, Joe Biagini, a potential spec there at the back end of the Toronto bullpen. All right, Jason. Um, you know, if our lawyers can't figure this out, maybe we're back next week because divorces can take a while. But uh, it's pretty much over. <laughs> I, I just I still People can't believe what like, you really? said about the Oakland <laughs> offense, man. I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding, guys. Uh, great show. You you available next week? 
Uh, I am, yeah. Next week is. Uh, we're on travel. a streak. This week man. I'm going. I'm going to. Uh, where am I going this week? I'm going to Salt Lake City, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm going to go see Ooh. the Salt Lake Bees uh, play nice. on Monday night while I'm out there. Uh, which Who are they playing? Be because there's there's no the, good prospects on that team. The El Paso Chihuahuas. That's San Diego. They've got some prospects, I think. They've got some. Uh, they do, but the see. the bees are playing a little bit of baseball too. Um, they are. Uh, they've got a uh, like eleven of the last twelve games they've won somehow. If they Damn. have no prospects, they're they're winning. Uh, so I'm excited to go because I have the only PCL game I've ever been to is the one you and I went to uh, in Round Rock. Yeah, they were still um, they were still in the PCL then, right? Or they, they still they are. jumped off it? Well, no, that still... back then were they were they still in it? Or I forgot. I believe so, and it was. Houston system back then or Texas? I can't remember. They've switched. I think it was Houston system when they weren't good that we saw them, and now it's Texas's system, which is not great right now. They they're they're young. They they Round Rock doesn't have a ton of great guys. But um, all right, well have a great time there. Make sure you take pictures so we can see what's going on out there at Salt Lake. I think Castellanos just got ripped on that call. All right, I'm gonna let you go, and uh, we'll talk next week. All right, man. See you. Peace. <laughs>